Oh, um, now we're starting. We're starting up good. We're starting up real good. Okay. Are we ready? We're all set. Talk Trek. I'm your host, Bridget Kelly. And I'm Bridget's dad, your co-host with the most. It's the morning zoo, guys. We're here to spin some wax and I don't know. We're gonna do something. Anyway, I was gonna uh, say, if you if you have a whole bit planned out, you gotta like let me know so that oh, I don't oh, interrupt oh, no, your no. bit. I, I did have a bit. I did have a bit, uh, but um uh, we'll save it for another episode. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> we can we can anyway, go back. We could welcome back, talking Jack. I'm Bridget Kelly, <laughs> and I'm Bridget's dad. And uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by voting. People, go freaking vote! It doesn't take much. You just gotta go. Okay, that's my spiel. Yeah. Vote, 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 vote. If you got a day off from work, just take the day. Try and go on a Saturday. Yeah. Vote early. Vote often. No, at at every election. Can... Once. Once at every election. <laughs> we should we should introduce our guest, because um, I bet our guest wants to get in on this action. Everybody, uh, Talking Track listeners, uh, put your hands together. Make him feel good. We got on the podcast today. Our guest is Jerry Kelly. Hey, your your uh, your live studio audience is very quiet. <laughs> uh, just we just want to have a mic on them. Is um, everybody like hey, snapping I, their fingers? They're, like a, yeah, they're six feet apart and they're got snapping canned, I've and got clapping. Canned, I've got cans. I've got canned stuff. You can put it in. Oh no, no, that'll that'll make me feel worse. <laughs> You're like, I it's, knew it's it like wasn't a, real. It's like a 60s sitcom. I can put this in there. That's what this is. No, I'm just imagining everybody snapping their fingers like at some poetry slam and uh, Ooh, you know, the microphones just don't pick it up. That's right. It is a poetry slam. That's what we're doing here. That's yeah. why I'm wearing my black turtleneck. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you guys that I actually, I actually uh, said some poetry at a poetry slam a few times? I don't remember this. Did you, uh, did you write it? Did you I, write it yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, to call it to call it slam poetry is probably uh, wildly dishonest. More of like a recital when it really because <laughs> <laughs> you just stood there and read it as a like, or did you get really into it and did you slam those? Poetry? I tried. I tried <laughs> improving it and getting animated once, and I think I might have scored. Slightly higher than my really uh, piss poor. Wait, did you get scores. scored? Yeah, yeah. They, they was, it, they, they scored those. And uh, it, oh it, it, what'd you get? I don't, I don't know. Like you, Wait, a lot of times, you... people, like the good people, the people that the regulars and stuff like that, they'd get like eights and stuff like that. I got somewhere around a five. So you know, like that's pretty good. That's not a C minus. That's a C. Please, please, you have to remember. You have to remember one line, and you oh, have geez. to let. You have to tell us. Uh, I, I remember something about uh, spiders crawling all over me, but you know. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, as long I don't know, I'm just going to throw this out there. You probably haven't seen it, but if you've seen the movie Gross Point Blank, oh yeah, well, you mention it like pretty much every podcast episode. Dad. <laughs> I, do, I do. I do. It's one of my favorites. But the crazy guy that caught John Cusack in the hallway and read him his poem. You remember that scene? I, I don't remember. That was that awesome. Scene. I mean, that was so awesome. <laughs> you, um, you remember it? You remember it? It was so awesome. I'll, we'll have to try and cut in right here a little oh, bit yeah. of that poem. Do it. Yeah. When I feel quiet. When I feel blue. You know, and I think that is terrific. 
I will say I will say this about my brief stint as a poet uh, on stage, and it it made me it it told me something very profound about myself, and that is that I am not a performing poet, and that I I needed to stick to my strengths. You know, oh. it what a learning experience. Hey, it's 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 important stuff to learn. Holy cow! Now we have two sets of dogs barking in yep. the podcast. We we hey. have. We have a hey, new dog in the family. My dogs yeah. are not even in here right now. So oh, we'll know when they're there. For once, we'll it's know. not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so for the listeners out there, uh, you just heard Luna. Um, this is her witching hour. Is She's... is when eight o'clock is usually when she gets really amped up and then she crashes for the rest of the night and so uh yeah she's a she's a very good dog though she's a little puppy so she's forgiven yeah she's forgiven she's a good dog Mm. she she has desires and she's just speaking to those desires yes you know we're in the middle of what's up right so what's up bridget you went to the beach this week I did. I well, but before I went to the beach, I dropped off my ballot at a official ballot location. Congratulations! Um, I did. I did. I I birthday voted. I voted on my birthday, and I had the same birthday Kamala Harris. So I felt very special voting. Congratulating you with birthday. I'm congratulating you with finger snaps, but the. Yeah, there you go. You got a better <laughs> mic than I do. Yeah, you have to go around you. and hey, do it in front of your face. I do oh, have true. to. I do have to take small credit for raising my children to be voters. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we did it uh, all the time when they were growing up, and they got they had a good example from her, their mother and their father, and <laughs> they're voters. And well, that, it, I think also you instilled in us a passion about you know caring about the world. So I feel like that's probably what did it more so. Oh, I'm so embarrassed now. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I will. I will say that I even like, although there are many opportunities to vote that I do not take uh, because I do like I've always lived in like apartments and I've been so fairly school board transient. election. I get it. Yeah. And so it's like there's a lot of these smaller elections that are very important. And, and I am ashamed to say that I do not pay attention to them very much. But at least I, I, I do vote in midterm elections. So I, I, I'm not doing too bad. I'm doing better than some, at least. You can't hear it, yeah. but I'm giving a thumbs well, up you on better just do the snaps. Do the snaps. Do the snaps. <laughs> it's like yeah. it, it's, so, it's so easy to be apathetic about the system, especially how broken our national politics are these days. Right. But it is it is very important to remember that the local stuff affects you just as much as the national stuff, if not more. Um, doing things like, it, you know, what day trash is being picked up or like how often streets get swept. Like right. that is some very practical uh, applications of the government for you. Right. See, listeners, don't you want to be nerds like us? Yes. yes yeah. We do. This yes, could we, be you. We this want is- to be. We want to follow you. Anyway, nerd. I don't know about you guys, but my soapbox is about crushed at this point. Yeah, and yeah, that's what yeah. I'm going to say. We're we're about we're about soapboxed out right now because people are genuinely either so excited about this election that they can pee their pants at any moment, or they're like, "Please don't freaking talk to me about voting one more time." So uh, we're not going to talk to you. Well, well, yeah, there's that too. Um, Yes. You know, um, I've got my voting kit, which uh, pretty much uh, involves a Kevlar vest and a a Duck Dynasty costume. And and I'm going to go vote. But actually, I already did. (laughs) Oh, good. I I forgot about it early. You scared me there. I went (laughs) I went there to ask about voting early and they said, well, you can do it now. And I said, no, I just want to know what's voting early all about because I've never voted early. And they, you know, they explained it to me and I went, you know, I've never had to ask this crap before. This is the first time I've ever had to ask because mm-hmm. I've always put my ballot into the machine myself. Right. 
They said, well, you can trust our, you can trust our uh, county election, you know, uh, officials. And I thought to myself, well, this is Iowa. <laughs> no, nobody's going to screw with my ballot in Iowa. And so I went, yeah, I'll vote early because I trust my county election people. There you I go. I I'm yeah, trying, I think I'm it's kind of an, to trust them. It's kind of an insult day. to uh, to all the amazing people, but you know, working the polls to suggest anything otherwise. I guess that's true. Okay, so we're uh, we're that's, done with topical humor. We're done at that. Everybody was laughing so hard oh, was, while we that did was that. Hilarious. That was great. It was, that was so a, funny. That was, a, that was a hilarious <laughs> bit. Probably the funniest <laughs> bit we've ever done. So Hold on. anyway, I, I I need to catch my breath. people's lives are at stake (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're gonna start talking trek now i I hear you guys talk about trek on this on this podcast (laughs) we do we do talk about trek we're gonna trek to the voting place I, I bet the one. I bet the listeners are wondering why. Why did Jerry grace us with his presence on this episode? Yeah, I'm too busy, you know, with all the video and, games and TV and, that I watch and make. Oh yeah, you know, a, a little bit. <laughs> There's that too. There's that too. That's, that's, uh, that's this, day job. This, by the way, is our special Halloween special edition. We we promised everyone a different episode for this episode. But we decided to trash that idea until next time because it's Halloween. I'm frightened. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm, ter- I'm terrified. Oh, wait a second. I'm you terrified. know, <laughs> you know. Speaking speaking of this time of the year, happy birthday to you both. Since we're kind of like in the middle of both of them. Well, thank you. This like, does I, this does yeah. not alleviate your responsibility to call your dad on his birthday. I'm sorry. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, I, know. I, I had this planned out. I know you did. I know you did. You thought this was going to do it for you, but no, it ain't working. I am. I am keeping track. I'm. I'm putting it down. I'm casting your vote. All right. All right. Yeah. October, we have double birthday here, and then July, there's some double birthdays in the mm-hmm. fam. And who's the outlier? Mom has a birthday in February. Outlier. Yeah. Right. So she gets to hog all the attention at that. Time. Yeah. She right. Does. Well, you know, mom is, mom is an attention hog. She just loves, you know, she loves everything. Yeah, she sure. Yeah, she doesn't get drowned out mom. by you ever. Telling her how great she is all uh-huh. the time. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so what are we talking gonna, about I'm gonna, today? I'm going to die, because, aren't I? Am because, I going to die? Because she's the one that has a podcast with her her daughter because <laughs> well, she just loves yeah, attention so much. That's true. That is true. That's true. That's true. So I hear I hear I, you guys talk Trek on this podcast. Yeah. So um. So yeah. It's it's a Halloween. It's Halloween time. Uh. Okay. And so Jerry, you actually suggested this episode. Do you want to tell us how you came by this suggestion? Oh, you know, uh, so apparent. So I've got a coworker that's been rolling through the next generations, the TNGs, and uh, he pops up on on the Facebooks and uh, with with a note saying that uh, this episode is nightmare fuel, mm-hmm. um, which you know that's that's kind of that's kind of a bit of a of a of a hype train that you're already setting forth from that. Right. But, you know, it caught my attention. I'm just like, you know what? Like, I know there's got to be a couple spooky Star Trek uh, episodes out there. So, you know, let's give this one a shot. So, um, yeah, I I tipped you guys off to it, and here I am. So You make a suggestion, it means you're doing the episode with us. (laughs) There you go. There you go, talking talking Trek listeners. That's that's all it really takes. We are not going to let you off the hook with this one buddy. <laughs> you ain't just saying throwing it out there and then walking away we're bringing you we're like the godfather three we're gonna bring you back in yeah <laughs> yeah welcome to part two as you were saying jerry what was that oh just that uh i i, I ended up watching the the episode last night so it's fresh in my mind and i've got a few notes in front of me uh you know it was it was an amusing episode me too guys guess what no notes. Oh, you're, you're winging it. Woo, winging it. On the edge. Oh, I never okay. wing it. I'm winging you're it tonight, winging baby. It. You're winging it tonight. It's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Saturday night. So, all right for oh, okay. Oh, have we actually said 
what the episode is? <laughs> oh, did oh. we? I don't know. Uh, I can, I can, I can intro it. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you, go ahead. You want to give us a thirty-second synopsis? Well, of I'll this do the thirty-second synopsis. All right. Nobody uh, knows what it is. Okay, uh, it's it's season four, episode seventeen, Night Terrors. Jerry, go. Okay, so they're they're in they're in warp space, right? They're they're warping around. They they're going to meet up with the Bretagne, which is a, a ship. It is a Starfleet ship. It's adrift. They want to know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. They beam over there. Everybody's dead except for one Betazoid guy that looks kind of like Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, is that Kyle McLaughlin? But anyway, so they bring him back. They're like. Counselor Troy is having weird nightmares. Nobody else is dreaming at all for some reason. And then everybody starts going crazy. And that's when they put two and two together. They're like, they were going crazy too. And that's why they all killed each other. And then they figure out that it's space aliens that are keeping them from dreaming. They figure out a way of blowing up an anomaly so that they can all dream again and escape and go to sleep. And uh, Data puts Picard to bed. Whoa! Was that was actually how... 30 seconds. Oh, really? Was, Jesus. Yeah, probably 30 seconds. I didn't time it, but I bet it was. I bet it know, was. Close that was really good. <laughs> Tight ship. I do want to go first. I want to say that this episode was a bitch to write <laughs> because, because I was reading on Memory Alpha that the guy, the guy that wrote this episode had to like go through like Nine or ten revisions. Wait, Jerry even, Taylor oh, wow. isn't a woman? No, 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 no. It's not Jerry it's... Taylor that wrote it. Isn't wait, it though? Wait, now we got to scroll. You made me scroll. Uh... Teleplay. Oh, it is Jerry Taylor. Ooh, I'm sorry. I thought I read somebody else. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Like a nice lady. Seen her before. She, she must... had a hell of a oh, time been... writing this, right? Oh, yeah, she, had a, she had a terrible time. She had to, she had to rewrite and rewrite and rewrite. Um, my guess is, and they didn't say why she had to keep rewriting it. My guess is that some producer didn't like what she wrote <laughs> and had to keep going. But even then, um, what happened was when they filmed it, it was so slow and so long that they had to cut nine minutes out of the episode before they could air it. Oh, dang. Oh, no. So even with all of her rewrite, there's that... nine minutes of this episode on a cutting room floor somewhere. That's uh, a I lot see, of time. It, it's not the butthole cut, but I want to see <laughs> those nine minutes. I do. I really well, do. It, I really it, do. Because I think it would answer a lot of questions. Well, yeah, and and plus, uh, you know, I'll 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 jump into it. Like I I feel like this this episode was really kind of reaching for something, and it didn't quite grasp it. it. There was there was like it starts off pretty strong, like at least the first half was getting fairly spooky, but then the last half there was like so much exposition and so much sort of like um, focus on problem solving that it, it was it's just kind of like it, it kind of I was just like I want more spooky, and and so yeah. I wonder I wonder what the nine minutes was. Was it the last half or the first? half that got cut right i think that i think that nine minutes was an argument between o'brien and his wife i was just gonna I say think, that too been... yeah the o'brien and his wife um yeah it's like o'brien is really stressed out because he hasn't been sleeping well and so he just like you know accuses his wife of flirting with his co her co-workers or whatever just like okay okay i'll i'll he's really tired i'll give i'll you know, that's why he's acting that yeah. way. So, yeah, but it but it did feel like and then it just never went back to that. Like O'Brien was like at the 10 forward and he was talking about how or, you know, like every that's when he started to get that everyone was getting really stressed out and, and or whatever. But other than that, like it didn't really. Well, that yeah. Never yeah, you know, it seemed to me like the argument was a setup for him going to the bar. Right. Like, like an Irishman needs a reason to go to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm by, the, by the way, uh, O'Brien was offered coffee. O'Brien is Irish. Thus, I am drinking Irish coffee. Oh, oh there you go. I just, uh, want, I just wanted to make sure that you understood that connection because it was very important to me. You should 
have had we should have done it too. We could have we could have made like a whole like Colmini uh, or Chief O'Brien cocktail segment of the episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I thought about it last minute. Go. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay. I didn't think it was that dull, but I understand why somebody would. Okay, everyone being tired did slow the pace a lot. Yeah. If everybody yeah, was like super like snapping at each other because they were they were tired, that might have played a little bit better or if everyone's like the agitated but it said it was just that, like, I, you know, I did wonder, Dad, is this what it's like to have, like, a newborn baby? Like, everyone was just kind of, like, <laughs> yeah. floating around. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I do uh, I do suffer from a sleep. Uh, I, and I looked up the psychological dream deprivation. Mm-hmm. I read about it on, on Psychology Today. And it, it talks about, yes, you could get irritable. Um, didn't say psychotic, but what it said was, you know, uh, if you, you know, suffer, suffer from sleep deprivation, you don't go into REM sleep and therefore you don't dream. So therefore your cognitive functions aren't as sharp because you don't have time to organize what you experienced during the day. So your brain organizes things while you're dreaming. And if you don't have time for that, you forget it, you lose it. The other things that sleep uh, deprivation can lead to besides uh, not getting into REM sleep is obesity. And I didn't, you know, I didn't see Picard put on any weight, but um, that's long term. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's because you're overnight there's like a there's like a chemical or hormone that uh your body releases when it actually gets good sleep that uh, helps break down fats etc supposedly well probably and also you're more stressed out uh and so you might turn to food more because you're stressed out i do do want to quote a, a website that i went to called den of geek that talked about this episode Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Shout out to Den of Geek. I don't know who you are, but shout out. This person said, it seems deeply ironic that an episode about people who can't sleep properly is so likely to send its audience to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a good Oh, harsh. Harsh. I thought I thought there was actually some 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 good nuggets in this in this episode. There 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 were moments that I that I enjoyed. Overall, I thought it was a fairly mediocre episode, and part of that might be because it needed to get chopped so severely. I suppose. For for example, I wanted more hallucinations. Like yeah. the hallucinations were fun. I agree. Like, yeah, it, the the Crusher morgue oh, oh hallucination. Like I remembered that from a, being a kid and oh seeing God. that and getting super scared. And like as an adult, it's scary. All the yeah, bodies in the morgue all cool. sit up around her, and it's really creepy. Yeah. But did you notice? Did you notice when she said, you know, like go away or whatever she said to get rid of them? You see, it's a tight shot of her face, but on the side of the screen, you can see the shoulder of one of the. One of oh, the yeah, corpses. Yeah. And she says, go away. And the shoulder's still there until yeah. they pull the camera back. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody's. Well, well you know, it, it, that's, they, how they needed... the, that's how the shot. That's how they had to do the shot, Dad. Okay. Yeah. It's called special effects. It's called special effects. You just need to, like, take that one little corner and fade out into, you know, but they didn't do that. Oh, you know. And it brings me to my second point. And we'll get, well, I'll, I'll bring up the second point later. Just remember, special effects. Um, yeah, there was that scene on the the Defiant or the Reliant, what was it? The Britain, where the guy who you never seen before and will probably never see again, the faceless yeah. engineer dude, yeah. was going, I think I hear something. And I thought, after watching it a couple times, I thought, this would have been a perfect spot for somebody to, like, slide you know, like on a skateboard, yeah, just roll past right behind Jordy. You know, yeah, real slow, kind yeah. of like, kind of like the nun in uh, in uh, 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 Blues Brothers. You mm-hmm. know, just and but no, they didn't do that. You know, yeah, it's it's not exactly their wheelhouse, and and so I I I respect the the effort. Like because there's other things that they did, right? Like uh um let's see, the crusher the crusher morgue scene was 
definitely a high point. Uh, one thing that I noticed is that they did change the lighting throughout the entire episode. The Instead of having that sort of like blast, like all directional ambient lighting that they usually do on those kinds of TV sets back then, it was a lot more sort of like chiaroscuro like uh, dynamic lighting. Yeah, you're right. It's sort it of darker as the episode went along. I guess. Yeah. And I so, heard. and they were, they were doing things like trying to accentuate the, the, the lines in people's faces, whereas usually the lighting is set up so that it's everybody's faces kind of like melt into the, you know, the 10, 10 year previous version of themselves or whatever. Right. Well, they needed to look tired. Yeah, exactly. Without, well, without makeup. I thought the music in the episode was it was because it, it's funny because it's like eighties music and so you're kind of like oh it's like boo 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 but at the same <laughs> yeah, time it was scary eighties music oh you know like if you if you like after we watched that episode last night um Michaela my wife was looking for uh like we were we were both kind of like a little bit distractible so we weren't really looking for anything great to watch and so she found a john carpenter movie called body bags and oh man if you want cheesy special effects from the early 90s and cheesy music that sounds like it's supposed to be from the 80s check out body bags oh (laughs) john carpenter always wrote his own score yeah yeah really yeah, yeah. The, a lot of them. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was yeah. it was an amusing it was an amusing tale. But anyway, we're wow. not here to talk about John Carpenter. No, we're not here to talk about John Carpenter. Let's let's move on to the dream sequence that Troy had. Oh God. Let's. I, yeah, wait, I I do we really need to talk about that? Yeah, that didn't hold up so much. <laughs> no, yeah. that's one of those moments where you're watching this and it's just like I'm watching this on a fairly large television screen in HD. And this doesn't look like it was meant for this kind of experience. Well, and also, it's just like, I don't know, I just felt like you're just looking at her her <laughs> butt in that, that frumpy onesie. And you're just like looking at that while she's like a heart. Like you can just, you can almost, you can almost see the bungee cords, you void. know? Yeah. And yeah, she was on a wire. Oh, it made me think of, um, I've been watching the X-Men cartoon a lot lately, and the X-Men cartoon did a sequence like that, and it works a lot better as a cartoon. Yeah, I bet it does, I bet it does. Uh, I would have rather that she just walked in, like she was at the beginning, yeah. and walked around this, uh, you know, yeah, this that would have worked fantasy world that she was in. It would have been much better. But here's what Marina Sirtis has to say. I looked this up on our friend's. Memory Alpha. Memory Alpha, yes. Oh, God. Why is there a long pause? It's very obvious what you're going to say. Memory Alpha, do remember Memory Alpha? It was a long pause. Uh, Computer. She said, I like the storyline of the episode because it was about a dream world. And I'm of Greek descent, so I totally believe dreams mean something. And not the Freudian thing. All this hocus pocus. So that was another one that I could relate to, sadly, or really strongly. But I did hate the flying. <laughs> well, so, did you do see yeah. what she said later about it? Yeah. What? She said uh, that she asked for more stunts. Oh, no. So so they, that's why they did that. So she got this episode and went, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> did the stunt coordinators hate her? Jonathan Frakes said, yeah, that was a yawner, wasn't it? (laughs) That was a a shitty piece of special effects work from Troy when Troy was flying with those uh, clouds around her. Oh, man. That was below our standard. That was from a book called uh, Captain's Logs, Unauthorized, Complete Star Trek Voyages. You know, with with so many episodes out there, it it, it is kind of special that they're they're, they're talking about this one, though. Yeah, there's bound to be some yawners in there. Yeah, yeah, what was shitty special effects was they reused the same ship from Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, she's flying on wires, okay? And the explosion at the end of the at the end of the show, 
was the Genesis planet blowing up on. Oh, really? And yes. Oh, wow. I got to rewatch that. Yeah. Yeah. According to memory alpha. That's interesting. But that's what's so weird is, yeah, so it's like everyone that was involved in it was like, oh, that episode sucked. But, like, it wasn't that bad. And I look and I see, um, if you go on IMDb, there's some second opinions. And there's all sorts of seven, eight stars, nine stars, nine out of ten, seven out of ten. Eight that's out cool. of ten. Yeah, so yeah. that's entirely cool. That's entirely no, cool. I think yeah. so. It sounds like fans, like fans, are still into hey, it. All I know is, according to Memory Alpha, the director Les Landau blocked this episode out of his mind and prefers <laughs> not to discuss it for reasons he won't elaborate on. It has something to do with. <laughs> The Troy floating in space. <laughs> I think I think they call that artistic shame. I I, I felt that from time to time. Yes, uh, haven't all three of us? Hey, you, sometimes you you gotta reach to know what you can grasp. You know. And there you go. Yeah. yeah. The other, the other thing that yourself. I had to say about this episode that uh, that I found interesting was uh, one of the producers, and I can't remember which one, said that this was the first episode they recorded or or filmed right after the Christmas break. And he thinks everybody just wasn't into it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you're, you're drinking, you're eating, you're having fun with family and then you come back to work and it's this, this, yeah, like scary, dark episode where everyone's tired. And, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Or maybe so, it was just a weak-ass script. I mean, maybe well, the script, you know, got itself beat to death in rewrites. And whatever it was to begin with, you know, just got lost on the cutting room floor. That's possible. I think I think the uh, the notes at the beginning of, of the script printout, I don't know what the lingo is right there but like uh it should have been show up to work hungover maybe yeah <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, could have, that could have helped that could have helped no, you, uh, so um uh, can i yeah. can i can i uh roll a couple notes yeah be, yeah be my guest just rolling down i won't say all of them but reuse of old ship design was something that i also like they they like angled the reliant so you probably wouldn't see the words of the uss reliant on it or something like that um, but there's a uh, there is a ghost ding dong ditch on the captain. Um, yeah, yeah it's kind of, classic um, Halloween prank. Oh yeah. my god, I didn't even think about it like that. There, there was a, um, there was a, there was a couple. There was one shot in particular when Riker was coming back to his to his uh, quarters that just made me kind of go like the, There's three words that popped in my head, and it's just Riker is tall. Because <laughs> the top of his hair, the pompadour, almost brushes the top of the top of the door frame. Dude, I was thinking that too. I, <laughs> I was literally <laughs> like, the did angle. they, did they mess up making his quarters? Why? <laughs> I, I think he's gonna hit the like. Is he gonna have to crouch down in his own quarters? Well, if, if you watch, if you watch behind the scenes on Lord of the Rings, you will see Ian McKellen. In a tiny hobbit home, yeah, like, hitting his head on the chandeliers for real. This was reminiscent of that. Yeah, very much well, so. Yeah, right? that's, what, that's exactly what I was going to say. That maybe his quarters was actually Bilbo's house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In the future, um, Riker. Riker was annoyed at being told to go to bed by Picard. Um, I want to go to bed. The, the future has yeah, shiny I... sheet, which very sparkly sheets. Yeah. Right? Why his his <laughs> pillow was like sequins or something? Yeah. What? Well, that isn't isn't that also reminiscent of the original series as well? Well, yeah. Nobody really needed needed blankets because you know everything was climate controlled anyway. Yeah, that's, so, that's true. So yeah, you know, would, yeah. it was just a it was a vestigial blanket, as in. You know, it wasn't a real blanket, but people feel better when they cover themselves up while they're laying down. Like decaf coffee. It's not doing yeah, anything for like you, it. but you want it and you like it. 
I do like decaf coffee. (laughs) And by the way, end of part two. Yeah, I was just going to say. I, I've got a couple more more highlights for you. Yeah, yeah. What's the next one? So, uh, so another another one of my high points. Uh, Worf just needed to understand the true nature of courage. Uh, is, is that <laughs> there is no courage without fear? So he was afraid that he was afraid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's as much as as much as that's I beautiful. as much as it was hard to uh, swallow the whole lack of REM sleep making people go this crazy. I was watching it after a pretty rough night of sleep, so um, it, it kind of it kind of spoke to me a little bit. It was too real. <laughs> I was feeling it. <laughs> I was just like, I can relate to these people right now. Um, let's see. Oh, and the, probably the last thing I can I can mention before relieving or uh, relinquishing the floor. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, my one of one of my favorite moments was uh, Guinan having the equivalent of the shotgun behind the bar. What was that? Why did she have a ginormous laser bazooka behind the car? And where the hell did that whole scene come from? Like an AK-47 of plastic, green plastic. Like what was that? If we're hey, talking about them reusing stuff, we got to figure out what episode that that, I, that gun honestly, was Honestly, yeah, it felt like that was a prop from like the Ninja Turtles movie. Like that seemed like something that like the uh, like the bad turtle gang would have or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh like, yeah, she like she like fiddles with something on the side like she's turning a dial. I didn't even think there <laughs> yeah, was a there dial. Yeah, there was a dial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dial there. She just like put her hand there and went, I'm turning this up to 11. No, so you, then, you know. There, there's there's some truth to that though because these days we want to put touch screens on everything like and the thing that like makes me go bananas is touch screen panels in cars you do not want touch screen panels in cars you want physical switches and buttons there is a use for physical switches and buttons I uh, relinquish my time <laughs> so in, other words, in other words yeah. in other words you want to buy a 1959 Fiat. Well, it, it it you don't want to fiddle with with things that you can't you can't tactily understand when you're driving. <laughs> I mean, they, you want to be you able know, to feel have... it, and this is supposed to like taking your eyes off the road. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you don't want to have... take your eye off of the guy that's trying to kill you when you're when you're, <laughs> you know, twiddling the knobs. Well, there's that but seriously too. back to this laser gun. Like, <laughs> laser gun. sorry, I'm, I'm stepping all over oh, you, Dad. You know what it reminded me? It reminded me of a Dwight in the office. How he had uh, weapons hidden around the all all around oh, the office just in case. So he had like like uh you know ninja stars like in one desk, and then he had like a baz- like a bazooka behind the printer, like just in case. And like a machete in the water cooler, you know, like he would have them hidden just in case. And that's what it felt like Guinan. Guinan was like, you know, I just never know when I'm going to need this. So I better have it back here. Yeah. And doesn't, doesn't she have to sleep? Why wasn't she going crazy like everybody else? Well, she's been around a while. And you know, so she probably just uh, has better coping mechanisms than anybody else. She just else. kept saying, relax, everybody, relax. Oh, well, why don't you people relax? Well, that's what was weird, too, was that it's like, oh, uh, Data and Troy are the only ones that aren't affected. And it was like, I mean, it's not like everybody's a human on that ship. Right, right. The other thing was, um, uh, I think, you know, I I love Whoopi Goldberg, but she did not have much of a part in this episode. And I think she said, okay, I'll show up as long as you pay me. (laughs) <laughs> and I get to well, shoot obviously. a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I get to shoot a gun. She's like, "Well, give me something fun to do." Or who oh, knows? Maybe God. there was. Maybe she got on the cutting room floor. Who knows? You know the, the it's amount. Possible. It's possible. The amount of times that they've that they've done sparks flying on sets in this in this show, and then that her moment when she when she fires at the at the ceiling, it was like the cheesiest overlay 
like spark effect that they put on that. I was just kind of like, wow, that's uh, that didn't. My what, other what thought with Jonathan that was say about special effects again. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I kind of wondered. I was like, oh, she damaged the ceiling. Like they're gonna have to repair that. You know, like I don't know. I just thought, are is she gonna? Are they not? Are they gonna be okay with that? Was that it's justified? Coming, it's, no, it's coming out. It's coming out of her paycheck. Oh, no, 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 because if she didn't whip everybody into shape, they would have completely trashed the place. You never know when yeah. somebody's going to like just throw a chair through that window and then everybody's out in space. Sure. No, I'm sorry. Well, no, she, no, no, no. She would have been hauled into Picard and he would have given her a verbal reprimand. No, he, he would have said congratulations. He would have said, I support you 100%. <laughs> I, I, you have to listen. You have to watch that scene again and just listen to it because the ADR uh, on the background actors is phenomenal. There's just like a there's there's all these hey oh what's going on <laughs> ah me too. There's all this in the back, which is phenomenal. Nice. And then when the two security guards show up, they just. They get in the doorway and then they just pose. They just stand there. And then the guys basically run up to them and then punch them. And so then they're just punching back. And <laughs> just like, what well, great security. They immediately just get in the fight. <laughs> well, they, 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 they showed up and posed because they had just come from a shoot for a JCPenney catalog. Oh, and they, were, and they were like, "Oh man, seriously, this is all I know how to do." Okay, I'm going to come up and pose. I was showing off my belt all see, last week. I and here I was thinking that they were trying to establish command presence. Now that makes way more sense. But, uh, possible. <laughs> they they possible. did. It might be part of their training because they did the same thing when they when they had to show up for Wharf. It was a lot yeah, of yeah, right. Course. They just show up and pose. And then Troy's like, stand down. But, I'm getting uh, too much of your chest right now. Stand you down. Yeah, but it was like, if you're getting called, go to Worf's uh, immediately, I would stand. I don't know. I just, it's just so interesting. Like, yeah, all right, okay, yeah. okay. I guess I, I understand. Wait, wait and see see what they need first. But I don't know. Hey, guess what? It's, you know, it's not, it, this isn't the old Star Trek where you shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah, that's okay. fair. That's good. That's TOS. That's TOS. The, uh, you show up. What? That's good. This is, you yeah, shouldn't TOS, do first and ask questions. TOS, okay. <laughs> ask questions. How am I needed? Uh, the, what do you call it? The rules of engagement. That's yeah. true. That is true. So Wait, there was there go. another special effects thing you wanted to say, Dad? Oh, well, um, 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 I, I did say they were shitty, didn't I? Yeah, yes, did. Did. <laughs> in so many words. <laughs> did I say they were shitty? <laughs> uh, uh, Den of Geek also says, "What about this episode? Wasn't ridiculous. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right from the word go, it's weird. But if you had to pick uh, out one thing that doesn't succeed at all, it has to be Troy's dream sequences." Again, we're back to Troy and her dreams. So there you go. Um, the only thing that frustrated me, really, I mean, okay, I was like, I'll, whatever, it's 1991, I'll give them the bad uh, effects or whatever. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it was in the end, she's talking to Data and they're like, Okay, all of this is logical, by the way. Their, their conversation is great. They're like, well, they wouldn't be asking, they would be telling right they would they wouldn't be or no they wouldn't be telling something that they already have they would be asking that was actually that was actually an informative scene yeah that i thought that was very sound and that was a really good they were coming to a very logical conclusion spock would be you know very proud and uh and so they decided she and data decide together that the if you're gonna go to sleep and you're gonna communicate something to them um, the, what's the, the best, like the most concise thing, uh, if they're just waiting for you to do something, it's just one word now. Okay. She goes asleep and then she's floating around and she's like, who are you? Where are you? I have to find you. And I was like, no, you were just supposed to say now. Like what? Yeah. It was driving yeah, okay. me insane that she wasn't saying now. <laughs> They're trying to make it dramatic. No, it's like Galaxy Quest. Did she actually ever say now? I don't even remember. No, she didn't. 
No, but it was like Galaxy Quest. Like, why do they have to cut these things so close? Yeah, I just re- I just remember her kind of like floundering to be heard. You couldn't understand a word that was spoken on the other side. And then they ran out of hydrogen and everybody was just like, oh. Yeah, oh, I guess it failed. Time. And then it exploded <laughs> and anyway. And then the Genesis planet blows up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> it was there. All so. the way across the galaxy, but it did. Wait, but what's what's what what was everyone's favorite spooky part? Because it's Halloween. Well, we already mentioned the Crusher. Uh, yeah, the that's like got to be hands down. Hands down. Um, there, there. I think, I think when they were listening to when they're watching slash listening to the captain's log from the uh, the ship that went nuts. Um, I think, I think that was. Like it was just barely done well enough that it kind of like made me slightly unsettled. Yeah, it so, was it was done pretty well. But have you guys ever seen the movie Event Horizon? Oh yeah, yes. And when they were listening to the captain's log on that one, that was really creepy. Yeah, that was. That, that's that was another. Like, that's another yeah. thing that's like really good on the first half. Which is the movie with the ship that? Uh, like the octopus thing comes on and, and kills everyone. Is that with like Famke I, Jansen in it? Oh, that was the the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. No, oh, uh, there's an octopus and it goes in through like this ship and and all the tentacles have like mouths at the end of it and they kill everyone. It was called Tentacle. No. Well, whatever. No. That's what I think Event Horizon is every time Event Horizon is mentioned. No, Event Horizon, Event Horizon had uh, uh, Sam Neill in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and, I didn't see that one. And I really need, I just remembered that needs, we need to watch that for Halloween because that one really freaking creeped me out. You know, and, you know uh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I keep on stepping all over you. No, 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 no. Trump does it all the time. Go ahead. <laughs> no, just, I... I I haven't seen that in uh, probably like 20 years or something like that. And I do remember parts of it being very unsettling. So I think I'd I'd need to give that another watch. I get it confused with Deep Rising. Oh, Deep Rising. I do remember that one. Yeah. No, no. Event Horizon uh, is about a ship lost on the edge of the universe. And what happened to it was it went through a rift but what we didn't know was that rift went to and i'm not going to spoil it for anybody don't spoil it i don't want to spoil it but it went somewhere that you just don't want to go i guess uh, you know that was made around the same time and i'm going to bring in some video games lore for you but that was made approximately at the same kind of pop culture era as two video games Called Doom and Half Life. Well, you know, all I'm saying is like the 90s. Doom is pretty old, right? But like, both of those also have. Uh, well, it, it, the Event Horizon because it was folding space was essentially doing teleportation in in to in so many words. And exactly. in both of those other games, they were also doing teleportation, and they would wind up in places that. Uh, um, were unexpected as well and hijinks ensue so it, it's just it's just interesting how like there there's like that that kind of stuff doesn't really like this this whole like sort of sci-fi meets horror kind of thing just doesn't really pop up very often and and that brings to mind the fact that uh, uh, this particular episode could have been sci-fi meets horror but <laughs> And they, just, uh, they didn't have a lot of horror, um, and yeah, they had enough sci-fi because they had, you know, your regular Star Trek techno babble. Man, if they did, if they just didn't do the lack of REM sleep thing, if it if yeah. it was if it was just some other mechanism that was stressing everybody out, I think I would have liked this episode a lot more. Well, you didn't like that it was a it became a scientific thing as opposed to like this unknown. Um... Well, I yeah. mean, well, that's yeah. that's that is a, a thing that like when you're watching horror, like if it gets explained to you in too much detail, they'll it, like one of the one of the 
essential ingredients of horror is mystery is is Absolutely. the fear of the unknown right like and right. so if, if you if you're just like oh i i understand this then all of a sudden it's not spooky mm. anymore well and that, was, that was the problem with this episode it did not have kate mulgrew because we what? all know kate loves a mystery <laughs> okay <laughs> That was a TV show she was on way before Voyager. Okay. Ah, uh, dang yeah. it. Well, and but speaking of Kate, uh, yeah, I realized. Oh, we've already done a dream episode because we did. Oh uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the voy- yeah. The, we did that Voyager episode about dreams. So. Um, oh yeah, the, the dream Voyager alien episode. monster. Yeah. yeah. But this one, um, but this one, yeah, it was more n- n- nightmare, waking nightmares caused by uh, no, uh, not very okay. good, no REM. Yeah. By not I having have a couple nightmares. observations. I have a couple observations having to do with waking <laughs> nightmares. Okay. I just, I'm just going to just throw these out there. Okay. Waking nightmares. Uh, number one, uh, 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 Riker goes to bed and what? finds. Yeah, he went to bed. That's not, not the nightmare. But what? before he goes to sleep, before he goes to sleep, he pulls off his covers, and it's snakes. No. And you know, you know what I wanted to happen right then? I wanted Jonathan Reese Davies to come through the door and say, "Asps, very dangerous. You go first. But it really is happen. that what you wanted? Is, is really? that really what you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. they could have they could have written it off by Jonathan or Riker watching Raiders of the Lost Ark before bed, you know. Oh uh, yeah, or he could have said snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Yeah, he I could have said that. Yeah. He didn't. He just you know, it was it was a lost opportunity. Well, no, you would have lost every uh, viewer. Okay. Secondly. Uh, another horrifying thing that I thought was about this episode was all the wall art everywhere you go is a painting of outer space. Ah! They don't have, they don't do paintings in the future. They don't do paintings of people like having tea on the veranda or anything like that. It's all like spaceships. And I don't know. The only person, the only person that has great art on his walls is Picard. Data. No, data, data would be. Picard's got spaceships on his walls too. Well, it's it's the it's the lands it's the landscape paintings of the future. Ah, yeah. I gotcha. Pretty blank canvas, if you ask me. Okay, uh, so, but also it's like you're surround. Like you can literally look out the window and see. Exactly. <laughs> why would you have? Why would you have that? A uh, third uh, thing that I thought was interesting was. I did not know that you could set your phaser to charbroil. I didn't know that was a that was a setting on the phaser. He yeah. said six or seven, and the guy looked like he oh, had yeah. been like roasted on a spit. You know. Yeah, that was that was a bit much. But you know, they're they're trying to paint a picture for you, right? I know. Uh, another thing that I thought was kind of weird was they're on the bridge of the of the Reliant or whatever that ship was. The Britain. Britain. And uh, and by the way, they spelled it wrong, according to uh, uh, Memory Alpha. Um, they're on the bridge, and she goes, somebody else is here. And then she walks directly to the closet. Excuse me? How the hell did she know that that – they've got all these sensors and things, and suddenly she's going, he's right over here. She just well, didn't she has, have to look around. She, she has telepathic abilities. She can sense when a, where another betazoid is. She uh, can hear – Telepathic, or is or is that GPS? Does she like have? I, mean, I don't know. If so I hear I, someone talking on the other side of a door, I'm going to go to that door. She could hear his thoughts. Okay, on the other side of the I will. Door. I will concede that point, yes. but I will also say, if anybody else ever gets lost on the Enterprise, she should be able to walk straight to him. And I don't know if she ever did. Well, uh, does she I'm hear humans' thoughts as well as she hears? I, uh, but I'll, you're right. I'll, she should be able to like feel feelings, like oh, somebody's really scared behind that door. Yeah. No, you, you see, you see, there, there's an obvious explanation for this. Obviously, oh. uh, you can't, you can't do that on the Enterprise because there's too much noise everywhere. There's too many thoughts, oh. too many places. Well, ah. and, and she's an empath, so it's, it's not, it's not exactly the same thing. It's more of like a like. 
like yeah you you hear the echoes of something but whatever but the the, the thing is, is on the Bretagne there was only a few people there it was just the away party and they were all behind her there you go there you go. that okay. makes sense okay. I, will, I will concede that point but i will also bring up what was all that gobbledygook that she was talking about to o'brien I have a spazoid uh, ectoplasm that I have to check out in the in the botany lab. And it's like she just like she rattled off and I got to hand it to her. You can't rattle off lines like that and not flub them. And she did. Rosalind Chow, props to you. Oh, yeah, she's she's yeah, great. That was a hell of a scene for you to have to work through with all of that. I have even no. I don't even know if any of it was real, but it sounded real, and yeah. I believe. You. Thank well, God it, for you. She's definitely she's definitely a side character that uh, she brings a lot of life to, and it, it's it's always it's always appreciated when she's got screen time. Oh, she was one of the few lively people in this entire episode. I but I, I will say that it, it, you're, you you call it gobbledygook. I just call it techno babble of a different flavor. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, and I have, are, are we ready for interesting Star Trek facts? We're going to yeah. wrap it up pretty soon? Okay. Yeah. Interesting Star Trek facts. Okay, remember the first uh, Helms person? The, yes. The, the young lady who couldn't figure out how to run the... Yeah, run the she thing. got tired, and then she got sent home, and then the man replaced her. <laughs> she, well, she got sent home because, you know, she needed a nap. Oh, That's go take time. a nap. Dude in the back, relieve her. Oh, before, before speaking of naps, really, really, one very quick aside: the the last uh, moment when when Data sends Picard uh, to sleep to to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, for mm-hmm. a second there, I thought Picard was going to go to his ready room and probably crash on the couch, and I was gonna that was just gonna be perfect. I saw that too. But I, do. He went to a I was like, lift. isn't that where the ready room is? There's and that's the thing. <laughs> another lift there. I yeah. was like, how did this, how did this turbo lift get here? Where the hell did that come <laughs> See, from? See, thank you. I was just arguing with Eric about it. And Eric was like, that's always been there. And I'm like, no, that's where his ready room is. I think, I well, think the ready room was just slightly off, uh, off be. shot. Yeah. Yes. But crazy thing. I actually looked up because I was like, they put a freaking turbo lift there just for this episode so they wouldn't have to walk up the ramp, right? I I assumed that, but I looked up plans for the bridge of the Enterprise D, and damn if there isn't a turbo lift right next to Picard's Don't. ready room. Seldomly like, used. Oh. Yeah. Bitch just denied. For- I yeah. could have bitched about that for a week, but it's <laughs> anyway. So, so the the Helms the, the Helms woman. The, oh yes. the Helms, the Helms guy, Oh, the case. So the so Helms the person. young lady had to leave because she needed a nap, and they called this guy named Lynn from like I don't know engineering station or something. He said, "You sit down and do your thing," and he had a couple lines. You know, he was you know he was he was competent enough to like push the buttons and what have you. He yeah. was he was in the guild. Yes, but that guy was a child actor and appeared on a an episode of the original series. Oh. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. And, oh my. And, uh, the original series episode was called And the Children Shall Lead. Interesting thing about that episode, it is one of the worst episodes of the original series and that's oh, saying a lot. Oh no. <laughs> so this, this guy has the distinction of showing up on two wow. of the worst episodes in Star Trek history. Hey, this if you're gonna go down be. in history. Yeah. If you're gonna go down in history for something. I'll about. I'll take stinkiest episode of Star Trek any day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, and God love him. He did a great job of being a helmsman. And I hope he showed up on another episode, but I I didn't check that out. He might. You know, who knows? They like but to reuse I, people. I think that was cool that, you know, they, they dug up this guy that was like five years old in 1960-something. And by 1991, he was in his late 20s. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was cool. So Sh- showed up with his resume, and he was a shoe in And they said, oh. We got you covered, buddy. So there's that. Um, 
Worf shows up late for a meeting and they don't ask him what's going on. Oh, I love that so <laughs> much. They detained. just stare at him. They just yeah. stare at him and then he sits down. I was detained. And then they just go back to their business. That was in the nine minutes. That must have been the nine minutes. Absolutely. Part of the nine minutes. Did he have to go to the bathroom? More I mean, like it must have been. It probably was setting up for the fact that he was so distraught later. Absolutely. I didn't get that. I'm sorry. The, he wasn't wringing his hands or going, uh, I, I, I showed up late because I'm frightened. He didn't you know, say that. Or I mean, they weren't like, Worf, you're never late, you know? Yeah. It, it's just, you know, in retrospect, you're absolutely right. Because, like, I didn't put those two things together quite so clearly. Because the, 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 when he goes back to his quarters and he's, like, completely losing it, you are just kind of like, where did this come from? <laughs> like... Like there, there wasn't enough setup for that for that scene to make any sense because you're just like I don't. He's he's doing some sort of ritual. I have no idea what this ritual is about. Is he going to kill somebody else? Is he going to do something else? And yeah, like I thought it reminded me of the Japanese ritual suicide. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, how they like pray over their knife and then stab themselves. So, well, anyway. on that note. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought Troy's haircut was hair was getting really shaggy by the end of the episode. Well, that's you know, good. I'm uh, I'm wondering. He was getting my, shaggy. Yeah, I, my my biggest concern was that along with you know the warp drive, the deflector dish, and other systems going down like the replicators, perhaps their comb technology went to hell because of this Tycoon yep. rift. I'm thinking somehow it affected their combs. Dad, and it, they it's, couldn't freaking comb it, their hair. It's obviously called a sonic hair spanner. Oh, that must have been it. That must have been Boo. it. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll, I'll practice my techno babble for next time. <laughs> okay. Sonic hair spanner. I like that. <laughs> to get one you know i have a sonic toothbrush i might as well get a sonic hair care um okay anybody got a red shirt i have a red shirt on me right now no did oh. anyone die in this oh i mean i nobody just showed up and died so well there were there, there, was, there, was, there was no red show shirt. up and die well they had, a few, they had a few lines but they did die hmm. the captain of the reliant or the britain she had lines yes so she yeah, she doesn't she didn't have many. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm gonna guess she no, actually no. was wearing a red shirt, by the way. Fa- phaser beam guy. Phaser beam guy. That's him. I don't know on if he le- was wearing on, a red shirt. On it level seven. Black. I don't know. Uh, let's just uh, let's just cheers to the crew of the Reliant. I mean, I'm, the I'm drinking to the captain <laughs> Chantal Zahara. All right. I'm to the crew. May they rest in to peace. The There you go. We're looking good. There we go. Um, Last but yeah. not least, what well, would Kirk do? Uh, I think he would have gone. I think he would have started that fight in the mess hall. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have gotten his shirt uh, ripped in oh, the process. Definitely. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he would, I, have I think... about, he would have complained about it. He doesn't have a girlfriend, but he does have the ship. It takes. It doesn't give. Why? Why, Lord? Yeah, he did that once. I think. I think there's Everybody a pretty strong know. possibility that they they would have they would have figured out a way to do some sort of like a mind meld between him and Troy while she was dreaming, so that he could also float in that cloud and try to punch the alien in its psychic face. Yeah, he, that would have he been needed cool. to be in charge I would have liked that, that a lot better than what I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bridget. What's she say? <laughs> no, that's good. I would have, I would have liked that a lot better than what actually happened in the episode. So you know, I think I, I would. I, I will conclude by saying that I don't think this was. I mean, there's some really great Star Trek episodes, so I understand why this is in the stinky section. But I don't think it was that stinky. It was still watchable. It was, yeah, it was watchable. It was just slow. 
Yeah. Yeah. It did, it, everyone being and, tired it does make you tired. <laughs> and, and, and thus the thus the tagline snooze fest. Yawner. So, just made Yawner. me kind of go, huh? Yeah. Well, but I think you should watch it because it's a good Halloween romp. And our next episode just is going to be watch the one it that we over coffee. About we the, the, our next episode is the one that we talked about last episode. Yes, so it's we'll confusing. do cause and effect uh, next. We will episode. do cause and effect, which is uh, a, a better episode because um, Troy is not floating in this episode. <laughs> there is no floating Troy. Oh and- man, I I remember that the name of that episode, and I remember liking that episode. I don't remember what the episode is, so I'll have to watch it. It's the one. It's the one where they play cards every five minutes. Yeah, I think it's that you one. Know, when when Worf showed up late to the meeting in Night Terror, I really wanted him to say <laughs> like something about the Mobius. Like they, when they're ta- they're talking about spatial anomalies, Worf shows up, and I'm just like that. Yeah. Well, uh, happy Halloween, you two, uh, Jerry. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, Happy Halloween, this, everyone. This was uh, fun. Thank you for for having me very much. Yes, and happy Halloween to our listeners. Yeah, let us know your favorite spooky Star Trek episode. Yeah, maybe there's a, a better one than this one. So, Dad, I, you know what? Just what do you say we end this thing? Make it so. <laughs> This has been a production of TalkinTrek.com. Special thanks to Jerry for joining us today, and all rights reserved. Have a happy Halloween. Don't touch my monkey. (laughs) Oh, God.